Hey everyone, welcome to episode 56 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, minus the Andy and Jeff, plus the Molly. So, this week, uh, we have a special guest, and Molly, is it Duper? Yes, it, it is Duper. It is Duper, and we have found that we are kindred northern spirits. Yes. And as we get started this week, just want to remind you as always that last week our episode was entitled Room at the Table. That was broadcast live on Facebook, so you can catch a replay of that on the Florida Hospital Church Facebook page or, of course, here in the podcast stream. There's a eh, bit of an abbreviated version. If you haven't listened to or watched that message, as always, you can do that in the church mobile app or the website, hospitalchurch.org. So we have arrived at a super time of year where super awesome people visit us here in the podcast, as the aforementioned Molly has. We like to call it summer. And you may remember that last year at this time, we were only a few episodes into this weekly endeavor podcasting thing. And we had six of our own members as guest speakers and in turn, guests here on the podcast. This week, that tradition continues, and Molly is here, and we're going to talk about our new series, Faith in the Workplace. This is a four-part series, I believe, right? And this one was entitled Without a Pulpit. And first off, before I say anything else, I want – I just – I knew we were going to be kindred spirits when you started talking about school bus. And then you talked about Minnesota. And I'm like, okay, Minnesota, Wisconsin, we're, we're close geographically growing up. And my brother and I were the first on and the last off in the morning on the way to school. And we were the last on, last off in the afternoon. So no matter which way we went about things, we ended up with about three hours a day on the bus. So yeah. you have to have a snack. Absolutely. You can't make I mean, that whole it's trip. A long, it's a long ride. And why was it that the windows were not allowed to be down? That is a good question. I Because um, on a lot of other buses, <laughs> I heard that they were allowed to. So <laughs> that's a question for Linda, the bus driver. Well, our bus driver was kind of the same way. It was like, don't, no, 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 no. I'm like, who could fall out that window, number one? Yeah, and, something about hurting yeah. Your limbs, if you put them outside the window. Oh, man. But our bus driver was the opposite of Linda in that she was really friendly and she did allow us to eat on the bus, mm. but she was a horrible driver. She was just absolutely, literally, we ended up nearly in the ditch, nearly dead many, many times. And you can probably relate growing up in Minnesota, wintertime was a little scary in the bus. Oh, yeah. And if your driver wasn't good, it was, it was, it was kind of bad. But, and the other part was I did know one person growing up who ate the whole apple. One but, person. But only on a dare. That same person ate an entire box of 64 crayons at one sitting. <laughs> but I'm certainly not putting that on you as like a kindred whole apple eater. Oh, yeah. So just for just for a quick reference, um, th- you'll have to go watch the message <laughs> to yes. understand the apple story. But am I correct that the apple, that's still your apple uh, protocol? Yeah. So yeah? now it's just kind of a way of life a little bit that I just have to eat the whole apple because otherwise it just feels like a waste. It just feels like a waste. Now, yeah. do you do you enjoy, I mean, really enjoy or do you just like, eh, okay, I, I do it, but it's eh, it's neither here nor there. But do you enjoy the core and the stem and I the mean, seeds? The, the, uh, the core doesn't taste good. It doesn't? No. You have to try it. Like, it's just something that you have to try. It doesn't taste good, but you have to try <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you just have to. But um, but I feel the need to. Do you? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like I always did. So now I'm like, well, there's no point in stopping now. Like, just keep this up. It's a tradition. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go, people listening. That is your challenge this week is to go ahead, if you never have, 
And I know I haven't, but, you know, try the whole apple. Put it in front of you. Cut it up if you have to, to make it whatever. And just go for the whole thing and go molly on your apple. Oh, I like that. Go molly on the apple and then let us know how that turns out next week, whether you liked it or whether you didn't. You can ta- uh, hashtag those on social media and we'll take a peek. FHC Podcasts and let us know how your apple experience went. Um, and while that apple story, of course, was humorous, the analogy that you used it for was uniquely spot on. When you share these stories, though, with people, I don't know, maybe outside of church, maybe someone that wouldn't, if you said, um, you referenced, well, we always like to say, well, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I, I'm in, I'm a pastor. And, oh, well, they might have an expectation. But if they didn't know what you did, and when you share some of the stories that you shared in your message, how do people react to those? Do you get yeah, unique responses? I do share those stories. Um, they get really excited really kind of in shock, like, wait, that stuff actually happens? Like, whoa. And sometimes then when they find out that it, if they know those stories before I'm a pastor or before I'm in, like, ministry work, um, a lot of times they're like, oh, that's cool that it can happen to, like, anybody. But sometimes it's almost when they find out that I am in, like, spiritual or ministry yeah. work, then they're like, oh, well, of course it happened to you because you work in <laughs> Because ministry. you have that special connection. Yeah, and yeah. they think that it's a, something more special when really it literally is something that can happen with anybody. And I think that's the most important part of what you talked about because recently we had, you know, you and you did call that out like, you know, what, what the, the typical response of, oh, you get paid to share an experience. God, that's what you do. And we talked about that a few episodes ago during the priesthood of all believers where we really discussed that, you know, you don't have to be special. Yeah. And, well, maybe it might even be better if you're not, <laughs> if you're not special yeah. in some cases. And, but people believe those about people that are, believe these things that you have this special connection because you're in, as Andy would call it, full time time vocational ministry, but you actually challenged God to be a part of your life even after that full-time vocational ministry was seemingly coming to a close. What were your expectations? I mean, did you go into that prayer and that challenge to God saying, I have some kind of expectations, or was it just like, well, I'm not really sure what to expect, so God, do your thing? What what, what did that look like? Yeah, I really didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, but I had just had such a powerful experience just that summer that I had never seen him in work the way he did that summer when I was working door to door. So I thought, oh, I thought that I knew the way God worked and he surprised me this summer. So I thought, well, maybe he can surprise me again because I don't know how he's going to do it on an everyday basis. <laughs> But he surprised me this summer with the door-to-door thing, so sure. he's definitely able to surprise me with the day-to-day thing. Okay. All right. So have you found that any of those expectations that you had, have they been met? Have they been exceeded? Do you find that you're still – maybe the question is, do you still find that you're in awe of what he's doing even now? Oh, absolutely. I think that it was more of a – my eyes were opened to what he was already doing all along and just recognizing how he was already working and all the little things and all the everyday things that there's divine appointments all around me. Like I had mentioned that there's just like hurting and broken people all around me, but I just didn't recognize them until after I had really asked. And so 
I don't know if it was necessarily that it was at a, a time in my life where I just really wanted to see those things, and now I finally did, and they had been there all along. <laughs> well, that was that was, I guess, part of where I was going with that. Also, was I after I thought about it, I'm like, well, was it because there's just a heightened awareness to it, or you know, are these just people all day long that are there every day, or every week, or whatever that time frame looks like to God? Are we just missing, just simply missing it because we're not actively engaged to look for it? Because that's sad if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of times our focus is just a lot of times on ourselves and it's just narrow and just asking God to widen our horizon yeah. of our view is really the case because I've come to find that it's all around but absolutely, there's been a lot of the cases that I was talking about, they would just like come up to me and start telling me or like we'd make eye contact and then they'd start talking to me about <laughs> it. So, um, yeah, I just it's been a really unique experience, but but definitely one where I'm like, hey, this is not just something that could happen to me. It's definitely something that if anybody wanted to invite God in all areas of their life and wanted to recognize him in all areas, it definitely can happen. Okay. Well, you just almost answered the next one. But, I mean, you seem like you have a very outgoing personality that, you know, talking to a perfect stranger is not going to in any way stress you out or make you feel like, oh, man, if I have, if that person – oh, don't make eye contact. Oh, no, now I've got to go say yeah. something. So what would you say to someone, though, that might be that person that's just deathly afraid of people and they're – because in, in some ways, I think your story excites people that are even introverts that are like, man, I wish a little bit of me was like that. But on the other hand, I know it frightens the living daylights out of them because they're like, I can totally see myself in that situation and I can feel the uneasiness. I can feel the the dread of, oh, what if they come and talk to me? Oh. Yeah. What, what would you give advice for someone like that that is thinking about like, okay, maybe I need to step out a little bit, but yeah. ooh, it's it's scary. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is maybe even the story of Moses where he's like, oh, I can't speak or I can't mm. go lead the Israelites. And really, it's not about Moses. It's about God. And it's not about us. And it's not about what we can do, but it's about what God can do. And so I think in those moments, God gives us the boldness. And uh, if we are introverts, sometimes then it's not even that we end up going to those people, but the people end up coming to us. And I think that God can work in those ways um, that is unique to our, because he knows each one of us and he knows how we can uh, best help him in, in his work. He's known it since before we were born, right? So when it comes to listening for God, that was the other part that seems like it might be one that we struggle with because we're probably probably not very good at that. And I think probably a lot of our lives don't lend it, don't lend themselves to that because we're busy and we have our attention spread all over the place. But when it comes to listening for God or the Holy Spirit, those stories seem to come with questions at minimum. And more often to me, a pile of, oh, sure you did. You heard God speak to you, did you? Oh, the Holy Spirit talked to you? Oh, that's cool. And there's always seems to be a little bit of, uh, oh, you're one of those people. Or how do you know for sure that what you heard was God or the Holy Spirit? And it seems like you've had many of these encounters and amazing encounters at that. 
How do you respond to those that would have questions, or how would you answer the question, how did you know that it was the Holy Spirit? Was it just because there was no other logical explanation, or was it a was it an audible sound where you said, I know that's God, I know that's the Holy Spirit? Yeah, that's a great question. And to be honest, at the time, I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit. I I wondered if it was, and because it was all these different times, I've had different like random thoughts come in my head of like or impressions of what I should ask the people or or how or where I should go, like the grocery store one. You know, I was doing yeah. my devotions at nine o'clock at night in my room, and I felt very impressed to drive to the grocery store and go do my devotions there. And I was, I thought, well, where would I even go do that? <laughs> but, and I thought to myself, you know, this may just be super random and it may be just my thought, but I did know that I had asked God that I wanted, and I told God that I wanted to hear his voice. And I, and, and like, I had just mentioned in the in the sermon where I had said, "Hey, I want you to be in all areas of my life." So through that, the first part is then trusting, and then the second part is obeying. So when I had heard those different voices in my head or impressions, I thought, "Well, this might just be me, but it might also be God because I asked Him." And what if he's actually answering my prayer? I don't want to miss out on it. Yeah, so it was just kind of like practicing, like I just. I went for it when, or example for um, when I was talking to Raja, and I heard, "Hey, ask him when his birthday is." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, I don't know if that's just me or if that's actually God, but I have asked God, and I will trust and I will obey and I see if it is Him." And when I did ask that question, "Hey, is it your birthday?" And I found out this incredible story behind was, it. I thought, there's absolutely no way that I would have thought, hey, I want to ask when your birthday is. Who's going to lead with that question, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who's so, going to start, hey, what's your birthday, by the way? Yeah. And um, so it was after the fact that it was affirming. Affirming. I thought, there's no way that was me. That had to have been God. So were there any times then, given that, that you had a thought or you acted upon something like the ask him his birthday or go finish your devotional at the grocery store where it ended up where you came back and at least nothing that you could discern happened. Has, has that ever happened to you where you just yeah, like – Yeah, that's happened a couple yeah. times and I thought, you know, it may, it may have been my voice but at the same time, maybe it's something where I'm not going to see the results see the right results. away. And a lot of times – I feel impressed to go pray with people. And um, when that happens, it's always been a good response. Always, yeah. And I thought, you know, when that impression comes in my mind, it's not a a bad thought to come to my head. So if it comes to my head, I'm just going to go do it. Just go do it and see what happens. And we may never know what some of those encounters might might have for us. Yeah. Yeah, take a chance. It's a good way to look at it. So, and you also talked about the disciples and how they were together with Jesus for three years and yet growing very little spiritually at the end of the day. And then comes the arrival of Pentecost and then the post-Pentecost, you know, you called it uh, the post-hype real life of Acts 3 and 4. 
And I love that you went through that process because we had just been through all of those things with Andy and through the last series as well. But the story of the crippled man, that one really hit home the way you described that, you know, he was crippled from birth and he was sitting by the gate every day. And, you know, finally, you know, Peter looks at him and says, I don't have anything, but what I do have, I'll give you. And in the name of Jesus Christ, walk. That was very powerful because it really brought out that, you know, when the Holy Spirit is talking and we're allowing them and we're being in communion, we're asking for that, that we're going to see things that just aren't, we're just not going to see otherwise. And then just your stories really, really brought that out. And um, But I feel like for a lot of people, they feel like the loss of control is a large part of why they don't submit and ask Jesus to do that because it's almost scary. Like, what could that be? And I know we're getting, we're running out of time, but what would be the one thing that you would tell someone that feels that way that's just like, I don't know if this is going to pay off. I don't know if I should do that. I don't know if I have the courage to do that. What's been the biggest benefit to you personally or spiritually? Yeah, the biggest benefit is truly, really having what feels like a real relationship with God and not just a passive one where I actually feel like it's a day-to-day relationship. And I see that. And I see that giving him just like kind of a blank sheet of paper where he gets to create whatever he wants. It has always turned out where it's better than what I could have ever done. And so letting him be involved in all areas of my life is way more exciting of a life than if I was to be the one to call the shots. Yeah, that's excellent. Thank you. Um, Well, there you have it. If there's anyone listening that's thinking, I don't know if this is a good idea because this could really go down a lot of uncomfortable roads and I'm not sure I like to give up that much control. An authentic relationship with Christ through the Holy Spirit is pretty awesome. And if I would encourage you, again, if you haven't gone back to listen to that message, you can do it on our mobile application and as well at the hospitalchurch.org because the experiences that Molly lays out is really exciting. And it, it'll get you thinking about being open to God in a different way that maybe you hadn't thought about. And so finally, one of our FHC takeaways from this past week asked, how did you most recently experience God? And I would love to hear what you have to say. And you can send those again inside the mobile app or right there inside as well. There are text numbers. You can call, leave a voicemail, text, or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. Finally, as we wrap up, one of the things that uh, Molly left us with was when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we begin to see things we didn't see before. We hear things we didn't hear before. Our hearts begin. Our heart begins to beat in the same pattern as God's heart. What better could you find to strive for than that? So this week upcoming will be a celebration of VBS and a review with Fernanda and Megan. And so definitely don't want to miss that. So until next Wednesday and episode 57, this is Randy for Molly and Tom saying thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you then.